Hey everybody, this is Dan. And this is Brian. And on this episode, we're going to tackle one of our favorite subjects when it comes to the new Keith Rosen book, Sales Leadership. Uh, the introduction of our favorite character. The Chief Problem Solver. Something that all of us have identified as self-proclaimed Chief Problem Solvers all throughout our career. So Brian, uh, tell us a little bit about the Chief Problem Solver. You know, I'll start by saying uh, for people that work within the company, but also my friends and family, when they ask me what the role of a leader with Emeticist was, area vice president, um, what that looked like, I oftentimes said solving people's problems, right? And I would tell and kind of jokingly complain that 85 to 90% of my daily tasks are putting out fires. The other thing that I knew um, in terms of my job was that I couldn't fit anything else in, right? The joke and uh, some of the questions we have for people is on Monday, how many hours have you put in Tuesday, Wednesday? And I would argue that most AVPs, by the time they get to Wednesday night, have probably already put in 40 hours, right? That's what the job demands, and that's what we expect. And so um, Keith makes a couple really valid points in terms of the chief problem solver and speaks to kind of the... We don't do different things. We just have to do things differently. I, I think there's some really, really valuable uh, parts of this rather short clip that we could take away and, and really digest. So let's start by defining the role chief problem solver. What do we mean by that? So somebody that has the answers, right? Somebody that asks a, a tremendous amount of questions, but then provides the answer. And I think that's the difference, right? So. And it's interesting because I think it's something that's ingrained with, within us as leaders every single day. When we are riding with and we are coaching our reps, we're training them to be the chief problem solvers for their referral sources. Right. Right. Many of us in this organization have come up through the organization or at the very least come up through the industry. Right. And sold for for other industries, whether it be home health or hospice, and now find ourselves in the leadership position. In addition to that, some of us are clinicians, right? It's ingrained to us to fix other people's problems. And when I read through this portion of the book, it was really interesting um, because it changed my perspective on how I could help people. Yeah, it, it's not about having the right answer and being there to swoop in and take care of everybody's problem for them. That creates a team of people that don't know how to solve their own problems. It, what, what Keith does really well in this book is outlines the goal. Here's what, here's what Keith says in the book. The question you're asking yourself shouldn't be, how do I hit my sales goal or my sales objective? The question you should be asking is, how do I make my people more valuable? And that role of the chief problem solver is the exact opposite of that. We all... Every single one of us intends for us to have a team of independent and valuable AECTCs and hospice liaisons that can go out there and be successful on their own and not have to call us every time the slight wind blows that changes the direction of one of their accounts or their care center or anything, right? We want people and we hire people to say, this person can handle this job and manage this business. And then at the slightest whim that something changes, that the, the, the problem solver in all of us swoops in and says, well, I can help you with that. 
right? I can provide that thing that you're missing. I can, I can help supplement what you're doing. I can give you the tools and resources and just come to me. I can be that value add and support you. But what we do is create the exact opposite of what we intended to do. Now we have a team of dependent people that can't solve their own problems. And at the drop of a hat, the slightest thing that goes wrong, the only thing they know to do is pick up the phone and call you to say, everything's ruined, my territory's in shambles, my care center is going down the drain, and I can't help any of this and everything, the world is on fire. I don't think it's a foreign concept for any of us that have been leaders to relate to the email that came to us from somebody, one of our reps that had a copy to the do, a copy to the clinical manager, perhaps a copy to another BD peer and to BOS, and then all of those emails resulted in a reply all. When you talk about the limited time that you have to manage, and then you have to sift through six or seven different emails that they could have answered for themselves, huge opportunity to save time. So the question becomes, uh, and the normal question that's asked, and, and Keith addresses it in this clip here, to say, what takes more time? Uh, taking the time to sit down and help somebody work through the problem on their own and have a go-do that's them, not you, or to try to fix everyone's problems for them every single day, day after day, week after week. Uh, and I think he does a pretty good job at that. So let's take a listen. Well, I always find it very interesting because there's this universal equilibrium, right? And, and, I, and I present this to managers. The only constant in life is time. So I will approach managers when they say this because it's inevitable. I hear this from virtually every organization I work with. Uh, they say, Keith, coaching takes too long. And my next question to them is, well, let me ask you this. How long does solving a problem take? How long does being the chief problem solver take? And they say, well, you know, Keith, I, I don't know. Sometimes I can give the answer in, you know, two or three minutes. And, you know, if I have to coach them, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take so long. And, you know, I, I, I don't have the time. I just have to tell them what to do. Well, choose. You can coach or you can be the chief problem solver. You can spend your time putting out fires or you could spend your time empowering your people to self-reflect and self-generate solutions on their own. Choose. The only constant is time. Now. If you go to the point of, well, I'll just keep being the chief problem solver. Well, congratulations. You'll have that title for the rest of your career because you might be the chief problem solver for one day for one person. Guess what? You'll be the chief problem solver for every single person on your team for the rest of their career. And if you want to know why you're spending so much time putting out fires, it's because you set the expectation that, hey, uh, if I have a problem, I could just go to my boss and they'll fix it. So you can't scale dependency. What you can scale is coaching. So when you are coaching people and rather than continually telling them what to do, you could simply ask one question. And it's, I call it the billion dollar coaching question because I created this after years of hearing managers tell me they don't have time for coaching. Well, I'm going to give it to them right now, and it's in my new book, so they can have it there as a reference point. If you're coming to me, Dan, and you're saying, hey, Keith, I could really use your help. Here's the situation with this current client. Um, 
now I, I can stop right there. And I, I, that's my defining moment, right? I can move into chief problem solver mode and do that for the rest of that person's career, or I can move into coaching, have them self-generate the solution, build their confidence, build their problem-solving skill set, empower them to be a more critical thinker. Guess what? They're not coming to me with any problem anymore. That's the lesson on time management. That's how managers get their day back. So here's one question that no manager can push back on that they don't have time for. And it literally is a 60-second coaching question. So here it is. One of your directs approaches you. They have a challenge or or they're looking for some answers. Here's how you respond. Hey, you know what, Dan? Thanks for coming to me uh, with this challenge. I really appreciate it. Um, And, you know, I really appreciate you and, and I appreciate your judgment. You know, you're a lot closer to this than I am. And I really trust you on this. So what's your opinion? on how to move forward. What a lot of managers don't realize is even though they're coming from good intentions and most managers I know are good people, they're smart, they're coming from a positive place, they have good intentions, you know, they're coming from a heart-centered place. At the same time, they're actually creating the very things they want to avoid. It's a paradox. Yep. So, you know, if if I ask someone, "Hey, what's your strategy? What's your solution?" What's your answer? Answers, strategies, and solutions can be right or wrong. Opinions are never right or wrong. 